In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. I need to get the Cleveland part. That's where I, I'm good with the good morning, and then it kind of goes to hell in a handbasket with the Cleveland. So I apologize. I'll work on that. Jack, what can I do better? Um, what we can do better is mention that Mr. Thomas, we hope, is going to be back. It, I'm glad you've come out of your your resting phase. But, yes, um, actually, I was listening to the Joel Corey podcast the other day, and he was talking about how teams were going to be less likely to use the uh, the tenders because the market value of the players that would be getting the tenders would be under the tender amount. So a lot of teams would just tell guys, like, hey, if you think you can actually go get that in the market, go get it. Otherwise, you can come back here and sign what we think you're worth. So there is a good chance that he will be back. But I don't know if you caught it. Paul was actually messaging with Tavier during the show. So the The one – uh, RFA tender that I think is going to be interesting to keep an eye on is what they do with Daryl Hodge. He's the only one that I legitimately could see making. An he's probably the only one worth the two million, right? Yeah. So uh, it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on that. But we're well, gonna... speaking of players that are going to be kept around, the man, the myth, the legend, Blake Hans is back. So he's back. He's got a two-year deal. Um. He's still not had an accrued season in the NFL. So he's got this two years and then we could still bring him back for the 2023 season, the exclusive rights free agent. So in all honesty, I've got no idea why they didn't just go the three year um, because if you're going to cut him, etc., it doesn't make any difference. So um, yeah, he's coming back. That doesn't mean he's guaranteed to make camp. Um, it doesn't mean he's guaranteed to make the 53. Um, I, I think they, they bring him back for camp and they just see what happens. But you've got a lot of talent coming in at that, battling for a guard spot because you've effectively got Hans. Dunn's going to come back as an exclusive rights free agent. Um, and then you've got Forbes. Project S- X, Drew Forbes, yeah. And- well, we got rid of Malcolm Pridge and he's gone, right? So he was on that COVID uh, opt-out list. But yeah, so there you go. Um, Another one I want to touch on is we've seen some players cut in the last 24 hours that could be of interest. So we're not going to go through all of them because some of them are awful players that the Browns (laughs) have got no interest in. Um, First one I'm throwing out there is LaMarcus Joyner. A player the Browns were sniffing around a little while ago. Safety. Um was with the Raiders recently. So he's part of that disaster 2019 class. Um, that yep. was uh, Antonio Brown, um, Trent Brown. Um, they had a couple Williams, offensive line. They spent all that nothing. money in that offseason. Because if people remember right, when Joyner was with the Rams, he was coveted. And I was like, oh, this was going to be this big signing. The Browns needed that free safety. Then he takes the big money, goes to L.A., signs the deal and does absolutely bugger all. If you, if you look at his it just, and obviously we try to, I don't sit there and watch every single Raiders game. And I don't think Jack, you do either. But when you look at a guy's PFF score, 
it's a 90.9. Then he goes into his last year with the Rams, gets a 73.8, has marks across the board, two touchdowns, a nice pick, three interceptions the year before, goes to the Raiders and hangs a 47.5 and then a 53.8. Combined zero interceptions with the Raiders. So it was just one of those free agent signings. You know, we talk about this a lot. Good teams don't go out and spend a ton of money on free agents because you go out and make this impactful free agent signing in LaMarcus Joyner, and he doesn't do much of anything. And two years later, he's gone. So one name, the potential edge, um, obviously we know him from his time with the Bengals, but more recently with the South Seahawks, it's Carlos Dunlap. Yep. Dunlap, I actually would be interested in him. There was a little bit of toxicity with him leaving the Bengals. If you remember right, he wasn't too happy. He tweeted out the depth chart of the pass rushers, um, but he's big and he's strong. And I think if we're talking about guys that are going to necessarily fill in for maybe that DN three spot. And if you bring a rookie in, it's not your first round pick. I legitimately think he still has some miles left on the tires in terms of maybe being able to step in and give you a two stack, a two sack game. I, he's a guy that I actually have a little bit of interest in. Yeah. So there's sort of two there, there's other names out there. I don't think anyone jumps off the page for me. I know, I know there's a linebacker that potentially for you could be a so camp interest. Christian Jones out of Detroit. He's a guy that got cut. He's athletic. Um, does a little bit better with his hand in the ground, kind of rushing. He's going to be more on your strong side uh, linebacker not necessarily a guy for coverage. So you're not talking about like the, uh, the Malcolm Smith type role, but listen, at the, at the end of the day, if you can bring in a guy has this athletic profile, you bring him in for next to nothing. I mean, I think Detroit cut him and he was only making like two and a half million. Um, I talked to him a little bit down in the senior bowl a number of years ago. He's coming out of Florida state played with the bears. Then it went on to the lions. Listen, these are guys, these are guys that you fill in one year deals. You come in, you see if you can make anything out of them. Trust me, if he signs somewhere else, I'm not losing any sleep about it. It was just a name when it popped up. You go, oh, all right, I, I'd at least be interested in it. I'd talk. I'd find out if there's a fit. So next, I want to touch on a trade rumor that caught my attention. Um, and this was a few teams have called the Detroit Lions about Chase Daniels, the quarterback. Um, so looking at his deal, um, he's just over sort of just, oh, sorry, just under $5 million about five and a half, uh, four and a half million um, this year. And then next year, he'd be at 5.75, sorry, 5 million for the new team. Um, and that that got me thinking because the reason teams have reached out is they really like the idea of him as your backup quarterback, um, good at developing a young um, player alongside him. And, and I just thought, hey, before that, I hadn't thought really anyone would be interested in since taking Keenum off our hands, but if they're interested in Chase Daniels, then Keenum's deal, in all honesty, it's not that different. Um, you'd be looking at six million rather than the four and a half, and then um, six and a half next year if you want to keep him. So it's, it's a tiny bit more, but in all honesty, if you're going to throw a quarterback out there, paying that extra mil for chase Daniels to Keenum if they confident that you can get the behind the scenes sort of development for a young 
player from the two, then I think you're easily getting that extra million in value if you ever need to step on the field. Yeah. Listen, I'm sure Chase Daniel is going to get snatched up somewhere else. Um, it's just, yeah, it's an interesting dynamic to look at what our backup quarterback versus kind of the going rate for a backup quarterback will be just to kind of see, obviously going into the free agency period, I don't think the Browns would have given Case Keenum the money they did given the pandemic tying up that much in funds, but yeah, not, it'll be interesting to see just something to kind of keep an eye out. That's more NFL nerd type of stuff there. Yeah. Um, one player that's been talk of Brown's Twitter for trade, um, trades is Marshawn Lattimore. Um, it sounds like they're going to do an extension with him. And when someone's saying, Whoa, but I thought they've got no money. Um, it's the same that they, the Browns did with Miles Garrett. Um, the same that Patrick Mahomes signing with the chiefs when they signed their deal, their cap hits went down. Um, because you backload it, you use option bonuses as well as a signing bonus, and you, you can bring that number down as much as you want. And like JJ Watt, what is he, four million this year on the salary cap? You you can extend a player to a massive deal and bring that number down. Yeah, and it'll be kind of what we do with Denzel Ward. Same thing, where you're going into these extensions now. Lattimore's a year ahead of Ward, um, but it's the same thing. Ward's going into his fourth year, Lattimore into his fifth. So. But Jack, I think we have breaking news. Sleeping Beauty, have you woken up? I'm alive, yes. I'm actually just in an advert at the moment for uh, Prince Harry and uh, Meghan's uh, thing. I've just woken up. I must have fallen asleep during it. You mean that dynamite content didn't keep you awake? No, but no comment. I don't want to discuss... um, what was going on during my head during the whole thing. So uh, anyway, have you had a great podcast? Oh, absolutely. We're just moving on from Marshawn Lattimore. I think we're going to get into some Browns players to trade. And I think the person, the perfect person to ask, Paul, uh, Mr. Beckham's name's out there again in the trade talks. Allegedly, Tom Brady wants him to fly south down to Tampa. So, uh, Paul, if uh, Tampa calls and wants Odell, what are you charging him? A first. Jack, do you think there's any chance the Browns would get a first-round pick for Odell Beckham, even I, if it's the 32nd pick in the draft? I don't think they would. I think I think 64 is reasonable for both sides. Um, and when fans are going, nah, I want more than 64, the fact is, if someone said, I'll offer you Corey Davis and 64, does that change your opinion on it? Because, quite frankly, we are a team that, is well set up to go and attract top talent. And you can easily replace the sort of, not the talent of OBJ at his ceiling, but you're going to, you can go out and with 15 million in free agency and get a really good wide receiver. So there's nothing stopping us going and replacing that production, especially what we've seen over the last two years. You can easily find that for 15 million. Um, Would it be peak OBJ back from his rookie deal? Probably not. But players can still shine. And would I take 64? And you you can then use that 64th pick and get a really good wide receiver there in the draft. And you bring in Corey Davis for four years, three years. For me, Corey Davis and 64 or OBJ, I, I think I'm ready to twist. The problem is, is Corey Davis is exactly what Jarvis Landry and Richard Higgins are. He's not a downfield guy. That's the problem is you, you you have to make sure that it's balanced. Like Odell brings an element to our team that we don't have. 
Now, if they want to give me Godwin, okay, then maybe I would talk about that. Obviously, he's going into a contract. He's, again, more of your middle route guy, but at least I can make something of him with his, you know, downfield abilities. But Odell's going to be here. I think this is just silly season off field or, you know, off season type of stuff. Um, I know Paul would be devastated. I would be devastated if Mr. Beckham left. So we want Odell to stay. I, I, I enjoy his dancing. I enjoy his energy. I enjoy his spirit. And at the end of the day, he, when he's healthy, is a top five wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, and it's one of those things. If you if you ask Baker Mayfield a question, hey, would you want Devontae Adams on your team? He's going to turn around and he's going to say yes. <laughs> the, the, it's not a... Tom Brady is ringing up the ownership of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers saying it's an ultimatum. You, you do this or I'm going to retire. Um, he Players get asked questions and if they answer it truthfully, then all these things sort of explode and it's not anything more than an honest question. Hey, if Baker Mayfield got asked a question, do you want Travis Kelsey on your team and said, no, I don't want Travis Kelsey, then people are going to be like, well, Baker Mayfield's an idiot. Yeah. Now it's, it's silly season. I think Paul yesterday, you were even getting excited about just kind of what's coming into the upcoming week here in the NFL. We just got a lot going on. So, you know, it, yeah, I'm super excited. If I'm right, we've got eight more days until the uh, cuts will happen. It'll so, be more the signings in the cuts. We're going to see both. Well, there's a, surely there's got to be a lot of players just being cut to make the cut. Well, and that, that's basically going to be the uh, theme of our shows for at least the next week. Um, so whereas we, we've done some, some shows over the last few weeks focusing on bigger, wider topics, um, it's very much going to be all about who's been cut, do we want them, do we not? So we had the two today, um, but no, we're just going to keep that theme rolling with, yeah, as people are cut and people are released. And obviously these are street free agents. They can sign straight away. So lots of these dudes will be trying to get a deal done before next week because you don't want to wait until teams can sign anyone. They can only go after players like you. So you're in a really good position. So I, I think unless everyone's got anything else, it's time to check out the Twitter handles. Yeah, just last thing on that. I mean, it's it's the Browns are going to be aggressive. We know that. As the number of players keep going into the market, the demand will obviously go down in terms of my supply is going to be up, demand is going to go down. These agents are going to be pushing these guys to get these deals done early because ultimately if you're a team like the Browns, you say, hey, my DN2 spot is worth $3.5 million. Take it or leave it because if you don't take it, I'm moving on to the next guy. And I think that's ultimately what's going to happen is you're going to see a lot of people rushing into deals because there's going to be more talent than spots and it's almost going to be like a game of musical chairs. Yeah, without a doubt. So uh, check me out on Twitter. It's Jack Duffin, D-U-F-F-I-N. Ian, right, right, right. Where can people find you? At Ian19. And real quick, Paul, uh, what were the results of the Team Harry and Megan versus Team Queen, uh, Paul? Wow, I'm really shocked. Um, everyone's, everyone's on Team Harry and Megan's side. I'm Team I, Queen. I didn't expect to see them uh, numbers on the poll, I must admit. Right, as always, go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns and go Queens.